This is Hunting Humbug 101. I'm the host, Theo Clark. This episode is an original episode, so a bit of a flashback. It's the first ever episode Ben actually appeared on, my current co-host. In this one, it follows on nicely from the episode we just published a fortnight ago, where Ben and I talked about how to talk to people sceptically. And this one is looking at how people come to believe different things. And so it's actually an interview that I conducted with a psychic and an interview that I conducted with Ben. So I already explained that into the introduction to the original one. So this is getting a little bit meta for my own liking. So uh, I'll shut up and uh, let's have a listen to this original episode. Welcome to Hunting Humbug 101 with me, Theo Clark, and initially I'm going to be in the pod by myself. Uh, Jeff and I have had a falling out, no, just kidding. Um, Jeff's unavailable for this podcast, uh, but it, so initially I'm going to be by myself, and a little bit of I'll be by myself, but I'm also going to be joined um, by a good friend, uh, Ben Reschlag, and also a psychic because tonight's pod is going to be about the basis of belief, so a little bit of a change of format, not specifically on fallacies. Uh, just going to be looking at the basis of belief, um, not in any particularly academic way, just in a, from a couple of interviews and some points that I've thought of and read about. But initially, I sat down with um, a psychic, and who will rename Anonymous, uh, let's call her um, Lucy. I went through a questionnaire about paranormal beliefs as a kind of a way of trying to uh, you know see what she believes and then use that as a basis for a discussion and then I did the same thing with Ben Ben is a non-practicing skeptic by that I mean he is skeptical in nature and attitude but he wouldn't officially call him a member of any skeptical organizations but he certainly has a skeptical outlook on life uh, and I use that as a basis for a discussion with him so let's now go to my chat with Ben over coffee specifically fallacies but just look at the basis of beliefs uh, in particular why people believe different things um, it's kind of been spurred on by uh, the book I've been reading at the moment um, by Thomas Jilovich which is called How We Know What Isn't So and the Fallibility of Human Reason in Everyday Life um, so especially with that second thing in mind I thought I'd get Ben along no just kidding um, and so the kind of way I'm doing this is going to use this belief survey and I'm going to uh, yesterday I interviewed a um, a psychic uh, at a particular store in Brisbane and she was a lovely lady and really nice and had a good chat um, so that'll come later on and I'm going to ask Ben the same series of questions and have a quick discussion about those uh, and yeah see if we can draw any kind of conclusions from that and just see what information we get out of it so g'day Ben how you going? Yeah, I'm good. And we're having a sitting down in the American Bookstore in Brisbane, so if you're not familiar with it, it's a great bookshop, so come along uh, and buy lots of books. Here's where I do most of my book shopping, if you live in Brisbane. We're having a nice coffee, and I will start... There's three kinds of uh, parts to this survey. There's uh, belief about psychic abilities and destiny. There's belief about death and spirits. And there's questions about alien, uh, non-Earth life. 
So I'll take it away, I'll read the question out and Ben can answer it and, and ask any clarifying questions you've got and things like that. Okay, so there are people who can read other... Oh, sorry, for all the answers, you can either answer true, which means you're 90% sure, probably true, more than 50% sure, um, equally likely don't know, which is 50-50, probably false, which is more than 50% sure, and false, which is 90% sure um, that you're false, that the belief is false. The survey is also on uh, the website, so you can go in there and do it yourself. Uh, Ben's background, um, you've got a science, like a degree in science, um, and you work in a science-related field, um, so we can probably guess what Ben's answer is generally going to be. Uh, but you're not a, an affiliate, you don't, wouldn't officially call yourself a sceptic, would you, in terms of the sceptic movement and read sceptical magazines, or would you? Uh, I'm not an official member. Yeah. I'm an interested bystander. Yeah. So. So. So, but you, in terms of your um. I um I work in the the policy area, so evidence-based policy is my area of interest. Yeah. Yeah. But you know you don't go along to skeptical organisations no. or meetings and things like that. Except yeah. that one time that you drove me. Yeah. <laughs> what a success story you are. <laughs> I don't go to them any, anymore either. I need to start doing it again. Um. You know, you've read some books like yes. Michael Shermer and Carl Sagan and those kind of people as well, just to give a bit of background. Okay, so there are people who can read other minds, other people's minds is the first question. I'm 90% sure that is false. Yeah. There are people who can be cured by faith healers. 90% sure that's false. Yeah. Uh, the position of the sun, stars and planets at birth can affect a person's body, character and destiny. Yeah, no, 90% sure that's false. Yeah. The, uh, the caveat where it has been shown that people born at certain times of the year do show a slight uh, effect on their personalities. That's more due, more due whether they're, uh, they're born in summer or winter time. I can't remember the name of the study. Where there was the one with the yeah. baseball, um, yeah. and he showed that uh, you know, the American players, I can't remember the cut-off dates, yeah. but... The, the best players had and the majority of players had birthdays in certain um, months and that they worked out is because of when the cutoffs for joining the little leagues are and mm. so on and so you're the, you're the older kid in that t division yeah. and you, you're the physically the biggest and the strongest so that reinforces your behaviour and they showed that by comparing the American players to the, say the Cubans and whatnot yeah. who don't have that kind of system and so whereas there, there was no link so yeah I can't remember we're so if, that, if there is a link, it's not for the reason that the astrologers are saying. Yeah. I suppose that would be my answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, although I was just on badastronomy.com looking at people talking about astronomy, uh, astrology, and the defenders of it likened astrology just to art and music. <laughs> so I said, okay, if, you, if that's your claim, it's just art and music, I'm happy with that. And you're prepared to retreat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Any uh, factual claims? Yeah, you that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, um, there are people who can see into the future. Uh, 90% sure that's false. Yep. Um, poltergeists or ghosts can move physical objects. Again, 99% 99 sure that's false. Yep. Well, that <laughs> yeah. presupposes there are yeah. ghosts yeah. and then, then that they, they can move can physical stuff, objects. Yeah. So there's two claims there. Uh, there are people who can talk to the spirits of the dead. Uh, my favourite. 90% mm -hmm. sure that I'm f that's a complete and utter fallacy. Yep. And it, People, as uh, in the words of South Park, what do they say about John Edwards? Oh, the biggest douche in the universe. universe. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, do you think the Chaser have a very funny ambush? They of John Edwards, John yeah. With yeah. The, I'll, okay, I'll put, put a link up to that. Yeah. yeah, when the Ghostbusters. On YouTube, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's already up on YouTube. It's very popular. Um, 
Okay, after a physical body dies, a person can reincarnate in another physical body. Yeah, 90% sure that's false. Um, there are people who have been possessed by demons. 90% sure that's false. No, angels exist. 90% sure that's false. Okay, so those the, the, yeah. that kind of lot of questions are to do with kind of non-physical um, things, but the next set is about um, alien or non-Earth life, so mm -hmm. we could argue this is possibly potentially physical type things. Um, so, the last three questions are, is there life elsewhere in the universe? Um, I'm going to sit on the fence for this one, Theo. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say 50%. 50-50? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, don't, it yeah. Seems, not, equal, not necessarily yeah. equally likely, but yeah. you just don't know. It seems unreasonable to think that there isn't, based on what we know. Or life, we know life has happened at least once in the universe. Yep. It seems unreasonable to suppose that that's not going to happen again. Mm -hmm. But um, again, we have no evidence that it has. Yeah, so you could either be say it's equally likely or you don't know. Mm -hmm. So which one are you saying equally I'm likely or saying you don't, don't know? know. Yeah, because yeah. equally likely implies it's 50-50. I would say in the universe, I would think the odds are on that there is life, mm -hmm. but the chance of us ever meeting it, on the other hand, is the opposite. It's probably the other way around because the universe is so yeah. bloody big. <laughs> um, alien spacecraft have landed on the Earth. It's possible, but I don't think it's likely mm -hmm. to you. Um, I'll say 90% sure that that's false. Yeah. Um, Mostly because of the amount of effort. Like, it could happen. It's not breaking any laws of physics. Uh, mostly because of the sheer effort and the amount of energy involved in such an enterprise. And if the uh, little green men are smart enough to fling themselves across the galaxy to land on our planet, you'd think they'd be able to study humans in a less of a, a brute force way. I oh, well then that yeah. brings on to the last yeah. question, which is there are people who have been abducted by space yeah, aliens. Well, exactly, I mean 90% um, sure that that's yeah. false. I mean, it could happen but when you, you think about it, why would they bother? Mm. It doesn't make it, 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 uh, it, it could happen in a physical way but it wouldn't, I don't think it, you could say rationally that yeah. this is something that they would do mm -hmm. Because, uh, again, for the same reason, if they're technologically advanced enough to be able to fling themselves across the galaxy and land on our planet, it's like... Undetected. Undetected. I'm pretty sure, I'm sure they wouldn't need to uh, take live samples. Probe people in uncomfortable places. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the Simpsons had the, the, the best statement of that one when Homer gets kidnapped by Kang and Kodos. Oh, my God. Space aliens. Don't eat me! I have a wife and kids! Eat them! Silence! We are travellers from a certain nearby ringed planet whose name we'd prefer not to mention. My name is Kang, and this is my sister, Kodos. Hello. I suppose you want to probe me. Well, might as well get it over with. Stop! We have reached the limits of what rectal probing can teach us. Um, yeah, okay, so in terms of these disbeliefs, so things you don't yeah. believe, um, except for the possibility of the, the alien life somewhere in the universe, um, well, even with that one, because of the reasoning behind it, what, what is your reasoning behind the choices you made? Uh, it, it boils down to evidence, really. I mean, I'm quite open to changing my mind about any of these things, provided that the, uh, the evidence is there mm -hmm. to back it up. And I think, I think most people are. Because, uh, it's a uh, Michael Shermer's book, Why People Believe. Is it Strange Things or something like that? I can't yeah, remember. It's yeah. like yeah. 
he, he talks, talks about how smart people aren't necessarily inoculated against having strange beliefs mm. in things because they're better at rationalising those strange yep. beliefs to themselves in some way to fit them within their paradigm through mm. which they see the world. Yeah, okay. All right, well, what we'll do is I'll now go to the um, interview that I had with uh, a psychic. Um, I asked her the same questions and had a good chat to her. Um, I, she would have been happy to give me her name, give the name on the podcast and everything like that. Um, she was open to that, but I said maybe just be anonymous for now because, um, you know, I've never really done this kind of thing before, so I thought I'll leave her anonymous, whereas I don't care what happens to Ben. Um, and she was a lovely lady. I want to emphasise that, and I think she was completely genuine and quite interesting the conversation I had with her and I was, I was a little bit surprised too with some of the answers she gave too um, and then we'll come back and have a bit more a, a chat about uh, beliefs in general I'm just walking down the street in Brisbane about to go and interview uh, a psychic um, before I do a couple of predictions, non-psychic ones First of all, I'm going to give her a paranormal profile survey to do, and I predict that she will, uh, you know, think most of the items on it are true. I'm interested to see part of the survey, as you'll hear, is about our uh, belief in aliens and UFOs and other worlds and so on. I'm interested to see if she believes in that or not, um, and what her reasons are. I, I bet, bet a good sum of money that she's had in her um, life a uh, grandmother or mother who... Uh, you know, also was psychic, she'll say, so I'll probably bet on the grandmother. I'd also suspect that um, she has tried out many different types of religions and things like that and looked different spiritual kind of things. And I'd also predict that the... So the other kind of question I'm going to ask her about is, you know, why do people come and see her? And so I'll also predict that people come and see her for general uh, relationship-type advice slash predictions um, that people come and see her uh, for advice, financial advice, so you know, that should I buy this house or not, or should I buy this car or not, am I going to have a new, decent job, uh, and of course to talk to lost loved ones, um, been interested to see what she thinks of that, I'll also be interested to see what she says about, you know, uh, faith heals and things like that too, because, um, you know, it is a completely different realm than what she does, I believe, anyway, so... Yeah, it's it's quite interesting to think. Well, do they have this entire world view um, based on just been reading uh, Thomas Jilovich's book, uh, Why We Know What Isn't So? And one of the terms he used there is people aren't irrational; they have flawed rationality. So, I'm, I think that she will probably have reasonably consistent beliefs in her own world view, but is the basis for those beliefs uh, you know well founded? And so, you know, I of course don't really think they are because. You know, to establish whether something's true or not, you need to try and test it using reasonable scientific evidence, not just personal experience. But of course, personal experience tends to outweigh most people's um, belief systems. So yeah, that, they're my different predictions for what I think is going to happen. Um, and so, uh, off I go. Yeah, so this will just sit here and it records either side. Yeah. Um, so just again, I'll, I'll say it so it's on the recording as well. We're just here and we're going to do a survey about belief. Mm-hmm. Your profession is a is a tarot card reader and things like that. Yeah. Um, is that all you do, or what I'm else do you do? Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant and tarot um, cards and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Past um, life regressionist. Okay. Yep. And we've got the questions here, and I'll I'll read them out, mm-hmm. um, and you can respond to them. And the 
different answers, uh, either true, which is, means you're about 90% sure, because I don't go 100% for everything, mm -hmm. anything. Probably true, which means you're more than 50% sure. Equally likely you don't know, so 50-50. Um, probably false, so you're more than 50% sure it's false, or false, 90% sure that it's false. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the, um, the first set of questions are all the beliefs about psychic abilities and destiny. Mm -hmm. um, so the first question is, there are people who can read other people's minds. True. True, yep, so 90% sure. Yeah. Um, there are people who can be cured by faith healers. If you've got any questions about any of them, obviously just stop and ask me. Yeah, yep. yeah that's true. Okay, yep. Um, the positions of the sun, or do you want to ask something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. when I say that's true, it's like some people can be healed by... Some. Yeah, some by, people okay, can yep, be healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that, yeah, and absolutely qualify anything you want to say, because it's mm -hmm. not a, it's not hard statistical yeah. analysis. I'd so rather you know you, why you choose people. an answer. Yeah. One person could be healed and one person may mm. not be healed, is what I'm saying. Okay, I'll come back to that when we finish mm -hmm. these ones, because that's an interesting question. Um, the positions of the sun, stars and planets at birth can affect a person's uh, body, character and destiny. True. Uh, there are people who can see into the future. True. Given your profession, I would assume you answer that. Um, okay, so just to get back to that one about, so why do you think that is, that there, there could be one person it might work for, one person it might not work for? Um, if, if you don't believe, because all illness is created from yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you don't believe you can or you don't want to be healed, then you can't be. Okay, all right, yep. Um, okay, so uh, next next set of questions is belief about death and spirits. Okay, so the next question, question number five, is poltergeists or ghosts can move physical objects? Spirit people can, yeah. Yep, so true or true. probably true or... True. Okay, um, there are people who can talk to the spirits of the dead. True. Um, Question seven. After a physical body dies, a person can reincarnate in another physical body. True. Okay, question number eight. There are people who have been possessed by demons. True. True or probably true. Do you seem a bit more hesitant on that one? So you can... That still says you believe it, but you're not... This is like you're almost 100% certain, but this one here is... The other well, one's more like... I, I know that some people have been. Okay, so we remember whether some people... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, angels exist. That depends on people's idea of angels. What an angel is, okay. Yeah. So, well, do you want to elaborate on that? Do you mean uh, like Christian angels or like that kind of guardian angel type thing or are you talking more about a, well, a personal kind of spirit how they, type thing? How they're pictured from an artist's idea, okay. I doubt they exist like that. Okay, yep, yep. But as an entity or an energy, yes, Okay, they okay, yep, 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 yep. So absolutely clarify whatever you mean. Okay, so the next one uh, is a bit moving to a kind of different um, arena, but it's questions about alien or non-Earth life. Mm -hmm. um, so number 10, there is life elsewhere in the universe. Yep, true. Number 11, alien spacecraft have landed on the Earth. Yes, true. And number 12, there are people who have been abducted by space aliens. True. Okay. All right, so um, the next thing I'd like to just just have a quick chat about is, um, like, what? how come you've come to some of these conclusions? So is it, was there someone in your life that, um, you know, led you down into, say, your, you know, your profession in the first place? It's all been through personal experience. So personal experience, yeah. Have you got any, any little quick anecdotes that might be able to help um, people? Even just the one anecdote about something that happened to you, or well, especially um, something that led you into this profession, because that's obviously a, a, the well. When I was a yeah, kid, I used yeah. to talk to spirit people yeah, more yeah. than I did real people. Yeah, yeah. So when did when did you first kind of notice that? When I was a, um, very small. Okay. My parents wow. used to 
be at, when I was very little, mm. they used to think it was great that I had invisible friends because yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. other friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So was there? So, but how did? You, but how did you differentiate between that and say imaginary friends, or how did you know it was you know real spirits? How do I know I'm talking to you? It's mm. the same way. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. They were them as real to me. Yeah. As you are. Yeah. Was there any? But but in terms of the concept of it, so having a. a a concept of what a spirit is as opposed to just a thing so when did you become aware that people call these things spirits that's what I kind of mean was there someone um, in your life that influenced that or you know like um, a grandmother or a mother or my mother was yeah. my grandmother was very psychic yeah. I didn't know that until until you're older much or, later okay yeah, yeah um I didn't I used to love going to church and things like that yeah. Sunday school when I was a Sunday school teacher when I was 11 so there's always been this spiritual life mm. time. I've always known things. Um, but it hasn't been until much, much, much later in my life that I got connected yeah. to this sort of thing. So what about, um, uh, are you still, do you still have that kind of Christian, well I'm assuming it's Christian, but that kind of Christian belief when you go to um, church and no, things no, like I that still? probably classified more as a spiritualist. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, no. And well, do you, your um, grandmother did you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, do, you, do you ever get to talk to her? She's in the spirit yeah, world. The, no. no, okay, yeah, well, yeah, because I just want to ask about these ones now because some of these beliefs here, I'm wondering how, how do you reconcile some of these ones? So, like, well, so if there's spirits of the dead, then what about how does that reconcile with the, the reincarnation? Um, well, one. I'm past life regressionists. Yep. I'm talking to people in, who's living in their past lives constantly. But, okay, but so can some people be on the other side? But then, do some spirits come back into people, or like that's a bit I'm not sure about? So, well, what do you think? We all happens? have a soul, yep, a spirit or yep. a soul, and that lives forever. Yep. And, and but does sometimes it live in a human body, and sometimes it's sometimes it doesn't live okay. in a human body. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so there is life in between our lives. Yep. So do you know why that happens, or any ideas on that? Because God created us. Mm. No, not the soul thing. I mean, more like um, when a soul, uh, say, say I die, yeah. and my soul hangs around in the afterlife for a bit, does it? Or, or do, and when does no, it when does it come back into varying, another body? Varying levels it can go to. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you might want to be a, a guide for a for a period of time, or you might might want to go to a different planet for a different. For a oh, that's cool. That's where I'll be going. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, people come to Earth for either to, to attach themselves to other people mm -hmm. so they run into them or to come back and fix things that they haven't made you better in, a, in yeah. another life. So, where, so well. where did you, um, what in your you know your journey or whatnot of, of learning this stuff, where have you kind of gone with it? Like have you looked at different religious belief systems like philosophical All like them. Buddhism as many and as I you know, Scientology and just I'm picking out things. I'm a reverend, I'm yeah. an Orthodox Catholic deaconess. Mm -hmm. um, I've looked in strongly into Buddhism, I've looked into Taoism, yep. um, yoga, uh, Hinduism. I've learned as much as I can about the Hindu religion. Yep. I learn whatever I can. Mm -hmm. Pagans don't really interest me, but they, they've got a, the actual Christian um, religion actually started from pagans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, okay. Um, and just finally then, what about... Um, so the, these ones here um, are very um, to do with uh, the non-material world. Mm -hmm. 
sorry, that by these ones, because no one can see me, the, the two first two categories about the uh, psychic abilities and death and spirits. The third category is about the physical world in terms of there being aliens and abductions and so on like that. So what yeah. kind of research have you done looking into that? Because that seems well, to me to be quite a different, different area I've than the other ones. I've experience with them too. Okay, yep. A lot of them are on a different... You've heard that we're all going to ascend or be, mm -hmm. become enlightened or mm -hmm. something like that. We're going to go into a new level of existence. Yep. So they're in a different kind different of plane of existence. Okay, plane of all right. Existence yep. Quite often, but they can also materialise into human beings. As okay. Well. So is there how, how do you is there a way to tell the difference, like between say that and a spirit or God or that kind of thing? Are they completely different? Do they do different things or? Um, well, we've got energies in everybody and yep. everything that's got life mm -hmm. in it, and. Um, their entities just like you and I, mm -hmm. you know, what we would look like without a body. Okay. And if yep. you've ever left your body, you'd know what that might feel and look like. Okay. And well. I've done that. <laughs> and Many people have, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and I suppose any other thing uh, I wanted to, to get back to some of these abilities, how, how have you um, been able to confirm your abilities and things like that in terms of reading, you know, doing tarot cards for people and things like that. Do you get regular clients or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they the majority of them come back to me yeah. regularly because I'm pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, what generally they are after in terms of finding out? Um, um, the majority these days that come here are either asking about a relationship, travel, house moves, job. In terms of um, it, what they're doing is the right decision, or in terms of just what they should do, or so they yeah. ask. Yeah. Some, some people come with an idea that this is what we're going to do. Is this what we're going to do? Is mm. right. Other people come just to see what. what yeah. They're just curious. And in terms of being a spiritual um, medium, so I think that's what you said to do as well. So you're contacting relatives yeah, just, in some yeah, like I'm that. I'm a psychic, so yeah. I can tune into people yeah. on different realms. And yeah. so do you get people who've come here to talk to lost ones, loved ones, and things like that? Yeah. yeah, that must be. You say how tough is that on you, but. Um, they're, they're just as much. They're living just as much as we are. Okay, right? so in a different place. Okay, so it's so in a way, it's a um, it's, it's a happy thing. Yeah. Not happy, but but I know, I get what you're saying in that you're kind of grieving for your own loss. But well, most people are. Yeah. You know, in some in some cultures, in the, even in the world, they actually celebrate people's death, just like they celebrate a life mm -hmm. because the life comes in, yep. and the life's got to go. Yeah. So, um, and I'm, obviously we're going onwards to a better place. Yeah, okay, fantastic. So, yeah. you know, so I don't, whether they're living on that side, see, you can be living in different levels here. Mm -hmm. It's still in a human body. Yeah. People who are depressed, people who have got a lot of loss and confusion in their lives mm -hmm. are in a bad way. Yeah. And then you can have very happy, very, people who are doing everything wonderful. You know, so you've got a lot of parallels even in this world. Okay, what, what just said to the last thing to finish up, what have you made of um, uh, all the, you know, the TV type um, psychics that make big names for themselves, like John Edwards and um, Sylvia doing... Brown, is that the other one? There's another big one in America and things like that. Well, I used to work with Keisha. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think they've done a wonderful thing because, as you know, years ago we were taboo and mm. we were evil and that sort of thing. So they've brought us out into yeah. giving us some sort of rec um, recognition, some sort of... Um, people, some people are more, are more less sceptical. Yeah, about. what about, um, did you see that TV show, show The One, mm -hmm. the Channel 7? What yeah, did you think I knew, of that? I, knew, I know the girl who won that. Um, I thought they made it very competitive. I, I, I thought, I didn't like the way they did it. In terms of the competition, is that the main thing? or? Yeah, some of the, the people who were on the panel, I thought they were 
I know. The two judges, you mean? Yeah. So the, the psychic judge and the sceptic yeah. judge? Was I that? Just, I just didn't relate to that. Yeah, the actual, but the competition aspect you're talking about more than yeah. anything else, yeah. yeah. To me, people... A bit are, artificial or...? Well, there's ten people. Ten people have got different gifts and mm. they can be used in different ways. Different ways. So in ten, if there's ten psychics... Or Apples ten and oranges people, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ten people, each one of them is going to be better at, than the others at something. Mm. If they do a lot of this sort of work. Yeah, know? yeah. And uh, then who they're reading, you know, you, you can't. You, they would if they're going to test them, then they'd all have to test the same person individually, not test one person well, with that's, one person yep, yep. and one person with so another I, person. So that's a proper controlled experiment you're talking about, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that, that's actually what I thought about too. And the other thing uh, was interesting too. They do the test once, so in order to check check whether that's accurate. So I think the first one I remember was then they were running around the bush trying to find a little kid. And they did it once, and one of them found him, and the other one didn't. You think, well... Yeah, but they got 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes, a that's right. A lot of us yeah. would take five minutes to calm down and yeah. just get our bearings. But also, how do you know that wasn't a fluke? So wouldn't you want exactly. to do it more than once? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I thought, yeah, too. That's really, interesting, yeah, yeah. You know, and so many of them nearly found it, and then, the, you know, but you've got so much going on. To mm. me, under ordinary circumstances, these things don't come to us. Like you'll get a lot of um, visions and, and messages mm. in the shower when you're not expecting it, yep. not when you're pumping it, not when you're working it. Mm-hmm. You know. But I mean, it was a TV show, I suppose. It's, I think no. I, I guess if you thought it proved anything conclusively, either way, you were in for disappointment with a TV show, aren't you? Yeah, it's like with Australian Idol. It's not going to prove anything. You know, who's the better singer? It's just who happened to be the most popular at that, that week. Yeah, that, at that time. time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting because exactly what you said was. Uh, a lot of things I thought about it too. But still, so, it did yeah. prove that there is something in mm. it. You know, even the most the biggest skeptics have to mm. say, well, there's something in it. Okay, um, I think that can pretty much wrap it up. Um, unless you've got any other questions or anything like that you want to ask. Okay, mm. all right, thank you. Before I get on to the next part of my discussion with Ben. Uh, about, you know, the basis of belief and so on. If you would like to do those questions that were asked, purely I don't know really why, but uh, they're up on the website, www.skepticsfieldguide.net, and under Belief Survey. And at the moment, in my completely unscientific poll, uh, because I've been up there for about a week, um, I've had about 32 responses, and perhaps not surprisingly, given my website, nearly all of them are negative. Um, in terms of, they sorry, they think the beliefs are false. I did also put um, a question up on Yahoo Answers in the kind of the paranormal section with a link to it. So I did get a few people saying they agreed with those statements as well. But in the Yahoo Answers, I, I actually said, what are pa- paranormal things do you believe and why? Because then you kind of get you know, written responses. Um, just to give you a quick uh, listen to some of them. None, not one paranormal belief or claim is believable. Most of it is silly, superstitious nonsense. The rest is plain old ignorance. A lot is taken on faith. Equal amount can be explained rationally, but folks refuse to see. Uh, Another one says, um, based on studying different research and a lot of reading and experiences, I absolutely believe in the existence of ghosts. However, that's not to say that I believe every claim. Each must be examined individually. I mean, that's a good position to take as a general rule of thumb. But, yeah, ghosts you can explain through other methods but anyway also believe in some psychic abilities however i think the majority of people who claim them are frauds i believe in the plausibility of the existence of aliens after all it would be rather egocentric to believe we are the only life forms in the whole universe what these aliens would look like whether or not they have ever been to earth or will ever come to earth that i don't know uh 
that was by uh, someone called Reiki Chick, so probably guess from her name she does believe some of those things. Um, another person said, Ghost, demons and spirits. I believe in them from recently witnessing a ghost last night in my parents' bedroom. I'm going to go, she might be a little bit young. I looked in and it was simply stood there and recognised it to be a woman that I remembered who died in January 2008. Plus, I saw a box being dragged across the floor. Plus, it had, like, toys in it and stuff and no one was there, blah, 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 blah. Um... Please don't disrespect my opinion. Don't disrespect it, but just because that's what you saw, that doesn't mean that's what it was. The last one, which I love, uh, is the following by someone called Tom E. I used to be a total skeptic. Then I saw some spirits years ago. Ghosts are real, but everything else, including UFOs, Bigfoots, are bogus. No astrology, no lake monsters, no Atlantis, no Atlantis. God rules. And then his source says, if you use Jahi answers, you, there's an option to use sources. Thumbs the thumbs down and we'll see, we'll see hell nya. So of course there are six thumbs down on his answer, myself included. Uh, but yeah, that one I love. I love some of those answers that, that some people believe some things and not the others, and that that's fair enough. But the reason why they believe those things is through their own personal experience and personal anecdote, which is kind of what I'm going to go on and discuss with Ben now. Okay, so uh, yeah, one of the things that um, surprised me a lot with what she said is she actually came up with a, a reasonable scientific controlled experiment to do with the show The One um, where she said the tests that were done on the psychics on that show were unfair because say for example now doing the readings when they're talking to the, the dead or whatnot or the, trying to make connections um, each psychic did a different person and that's not fair because different people are more open to it or whatnot. Now if you assume that that's true, that people can do that, she's right. I mean, that's not a fair test. They should all be testing the same kind of person. So I was quite impressed with that. And what I thought was interesting was that, um, and the same goes for us in our beliefs, is that once you have a set of kind of your a priori assumptions about how the universe works, most people are actually rational within that worldview they have. And so to call, say, a psychic like her irrational, which is what people do, to me is actually... It's unfair and it's wrong. Well, it's to be irrational means you have sets of beliefs that completely contradict each other and make no sense internally. And most of her beliefs are internally consistent with her worldview. Um, we heard that in the interview. Um, I mean, there are some things that I even think within that are, in, are inconsistent. And I tried to talk to her about that when I talked about um, if you believe there's spirits in the afterlife, then having every incarnation and so on. I didn't get into much detail with her and that. We could have kept going, but. Um, the main thing is that to, I would not call someone like her irrational. I would say that she has flawed rationality, um, which is, and even then, it's as a skeptic or as a believer, we all think we're rational, we're all correct. So how do we? Is there a way to tell the difference between those two? And I think a lot of time we argue at the top level, where we argue about a specific thing like ghosts, or whether we argue about. Um, uh, you know whether there really are spiritual reincarnation, and what we really should be doing is looking at the the lowest level epistemological basis for a belief system in the first place. So, why does the kind of scientific way of worldview um, do a better job of explaining what's going on than the alternative kind of mystical worldviews? I think it's a, human brains are, I think, very good at uh, pulling out patterns, mm-hmm. and they. That's just one aspect of it, and if you can, uh, but I suppose belief systems, these a priori assumptions mm. that we have, are 
there it's like a handy heuristic it's like a shortcut for us to deal with the world around us yeah. and just because uh, our brains adopt them doesn't make them true mm-hmm. it's just that uh, our brains are just being efficient and they've evolved to be as efficient yeah, as and I, I think if we get back to what you said before which was about evidence yeah. now the, she also has a lot of evidence for her own beliefs and but the difference is I think with the flawed rationality compared to our obviously not flawed rationality <laughs> is that we, we demand evidence well no we, we, mean, we, we trained have, ourselves that's right as, yeah. yeah but also the other thing is what qualifies as good evidence is different yeah so when you have a scientific world standard view, evidence I suppose yeah the, the difference would be that, first of all, personal experience is not the end evidence. Personal experience is where you might form a hypothesis about something. Then with science, what you do is you say, okay, well, how can I rule out all the different biases we've worked out that humans have? How can I rule out any alternative hypotheses like psychological phenomena and things like that? And then you design tests where you can actually see whether, hey, is this a genuine you know, mystical experience or whatnot, or is there an alternative explanation that makes just as much sense, or if not more, because it involves less um, steps in order to explain it, less assumptions and so on. And so, I want to emphasise again, I found her very engaging and nice and open to talk to and so on, and I think within her own system of beliefs, um, you know, she's perfectly, makes perfectly logical assumptions and things like that, but is the basis of those beliefs when you test them properly and put you know the harsh torchlight torch of sp- um, science on them, do they hold up? And I, you know, that's why scientists don't believe such things because they don't when they're tested properly. I think it's uh, interesting, Tia, yeah, because it touches on a sort of a, a side issue from a uh, more of a, a metaphysical perspective, mm. I suppose. It's like, can any belief system ever be internally self-consistent? Mm. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think they can. I don't think it's possible. Because uh, in any any belief system, uh, which is not based on the standard of evidence which science is based upon, is that there's always going to be things that rub up against reality. I suppose yeah. like religion's a classic example of that. It's like uh, you have the biblical literalists who believe that the Earth is six thousand years old, for example, and you can show them you can show them evidence of of um, plate tectonics and uh, geology and fossils and all that sort of thing and um, they refuse to accept that evidence mm. because it, um, there's a cognitive dissonance I suppose between what they've, what they've built their world view around and what the actual world is I suppose. Yeah. Well especially when people have a lot invested in yeah. it already. So, oh, there's, there's, all, there's a whole bunch of then psychological issues yeah. built into this. I mean, mm. It's very interesting. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm, I'm fascinated yeah. by it, and, and that's why I think... Um, and I, I, I'd put political ideologies in the same yeah, basket, yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah. Although, thankfully, we seem to be moving away from that in Australia now. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think the interesting thing, the, the point I'm trying to make out of this, too, is that don't... When you see people have these kind of what I would consider to be, you know, wacky or strange beliefs, is don't go and make an assumption about them that they're they're not clever, mm. um, that they're irrational. Especially the word irrational, I think, is bandied about too too easily. I think that's why I really that that paragraph when I read it in this book, flawed rationality, I think, is the better way of putting it because I know lots of different people that I think have. Every, look, everyone has some aspects of them. You can not there's not a single person on the planet who's been right about everything. You know. 
I, I think I might be the exception to that, but probably not. Um, I was wrong about something a couple of years ago, I vaguely recall. Um, no, but I mean, on a serious note, everybody, there's not a single person whose worldview is 100% correct. So, but is the basis of their belief system, does it try to examine itself? And I think science and people who look at, you know, and scientific sceptics and so on, the reason why we can have a little bit more confidence in our conclusions about things is because we're always trying to double-check for biases and things like that. You, of course, it stumbles right. towards the truth. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and you try and see, oh, what do I think about this if I check that? You look, read the literature on psychology and you look about cognitive biases and all the different ways you can have that. And by doing that, you can try and minimise um, erroneous beliefs. And, of course, you're still going to, you know, get debates and about various different things. Like that's warning, that's being why a science classic. is done by more than one person. That's right, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because you get to consider this if you thought about that and being open to changing your mind. But the standard of evidence that we have is pretty high. And that's why I want, when you do meta-analyses, you know, you've got to look at the quality of the studies that were done because if you just chuck them all in there, you, you throw in all these little studies with dodgy um, uh, methodologies that add up biases in a particular direction, then you go, oh, look at this massive effect we got going on here. You know, like the classic one being the meta-analyses of homeopathy, that the first ones that were done just put everything in there, and they had all these tiny little poorly controlled experiments. They all add up into a meta-analysis, and they go, oh, wow, look, there's an effect. You know, yeah, but of course, when they do tightly you, controlled ones, disappears. Or as soon as you use all the uh, the proper statistical tools for normalising mm. the data and yeah. all that sort of, all those things disappear. That's right. Yeah, so the, the more rigorously controlled, the less the effect, i.e., it's placebo. Yeah. Um, but of course, you won't hear any uh, homeopaths wanting to look at that. But I mean, most of them wouldn't have done enough to study proper science and proper statistical analysis anyway. I sort of, I think it sort of gets back to what we were talking about last time, Theo, who's the. Uh, just the level of general statistic, of statistical literacy mm. and scientific literacy in the community. I mean, not everyone has the luxury to do what we do and sort yep. of pontificate about these sort of things. Or cares. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, I think, I don't know, you, you're the educator. Mm. <laughs> oh, I think a lot of it is care factor. Yeah. A lot of it is people just don't care. Um, that's certainly a part of it. So, And that's fine. You can't expect yeah. them to care. But what I would like people to do is just to question um, is the, that evidence any decent? Yeah. And, and just there's some certain basic things people should know to not be fooled. Mm. You know, and, and one of those is um, know about the placebo effect, know about cognitive biases, um, because that's just in terms of your own relationships with people. If you understand cognitive biases, you can kind of try and eliminate them as much as possible. Um, and, you know, what classifies, how do you test something properly, so about controlling variables and, mm. and understanding that personal experience is not, is not data. Personal experience is how you might form a hypothesis. Yeah, but then personal get, experience is personal experience. That's right, yeah, and, and then so you go, okay, that's an interesting thing that happened to me or, or that happened to somebody else, but I can't draw any universal conclusion from it. You know, it's like, well, this happened to me, therefore this is true. It's like, no, no that happened to you, let's go find out why that happened. Could there be alternative explanations? Has that happened to other people? Have they tested it? Who's looked at it? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining me on the podcast today, Ben. Okay, um, thanks, Theo. Yeah. Yep, and uh, don't forget also you can um, follow me on Twitter. Um, also, you can, uh, and you know, keep up to date with what I'm looking at, and I'll post regular links to interesting articles and things like that. Schadenfreude. The guilty pleasures of humbug.
Okay, just one more uh, comment about uh, last week's uh, podcast on sh- uh, the Schadenfreude. Now, look, obviously that was a bit of a setup. Um, the we our computer did crash, and we kind of did have a real conversation that went something like that. But we then, you know, threw in some deliberately ironic sanctimony because obviously we're doing the fallacy sanctimony. You know, throw that in there for good measure. Now, I'll leave it for you guys out there to try and work out which bit was deliberately ironic and thrown in there and artificial and not really the way we feel and which bits were actually true. Now, the other thing is we've also now received a big increase of subscribers and downloads thanks to those mentions, um, but that also includes downloads of the ebook too, which is great, so keep up the good work. But we don't have a review on iTunes yet, and I've, you know, I'm starting to feel like a bit of a loser not having a review on iTunes, so... Uh, I could get on and do one myself, but that would be really lame. If you've got an iTunes account, don't be shy. Get on there. Give me some props. Be the first to do it. Uh, if you don't, there could be dire consequences, and you really don't want that hanging on your head. Just kidding, of course. I mean, you don't do it, don't do it, whatever. You know, it's up to you. I'm just saying, just do it, okay? Just do it right now. You're listening to this right now, probably on iTunes, so what are you doing? Go write that review. Five stars. Four stars at least. If you're going to do three, three or two, just don't do it. Okay, but if you're going to do four, five, get on there. Do it now. Do it. Do it. So that was the original episode, and uh, we'll be back in a fortnight for another episode. Don't forget, uh, feel free to subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Get onto iTunes or any other podcast client and give us a rating as well. Uh, and of course, head to the website www.skepticsfieldguide.net where you can find a copy of the ebook. And as a bit of a plug for uh, local skepticism, uh, the Brisbane Skeptic Society is hosting the Australian Skeptics National Convention this year in Brisbane. Um, so Oz Skepticon. Uh, so if you want to go to convention.brisbaneskeptics.org, if you're Australian or even international and you want to come over to uh, this big convention, um, it's happening October 16 to 18 in, in Brisbane. Um, I happen to be one of the speakers there, so um, if you want to come along and see me give a talk, that'd be great. Um, there's other really fantastic speakers there, um, including um, Nobel Prize winners, um, Brian Schmidt, for example, other local great local speakers such as uh, Peter Ellerton, uh, Joe Nickel from the US, of course, fairly famous, Eugenie Scott. Um, so there's a lot of good speakers there. So head to conventions.brisbaneskeptics.org and you can find out some more information about how to get tickets. Hope to see you there. <laughs>